Welcome on into the Jazz Talk podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Now, the trade deadline is three days away, actually, more like two and a half days away at this point. Uh, I think it's Thursday at noon. Uh, well, that'd be mountain time. Thursday at two o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Um, the NBA trade deadline is coming fast. There has already been a few trades. Um, the biggest one by far, uh, Kyrie Irving got traded to the Dallas Mavericks um, just uh, on on Sunday, on Sunday morning, uh, for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, first in two seconds. Um, Rui Hachimura got sent to the Lakers for Kendrick Dunn in a couple seconds. And then there was a trade about a month ago sending Noah Vonleh to the Spurs. Both he and Gorgie Zhang ended up getting uh, released. That was just a money-saving, you know, open-up-a-roster-spot type move for the Boston Celtics. But there is going to be a lot of trades coming in these next few days, especially on Thursday. Uh, trade deadline day is probably one of the busiest days in all of the NBA, other than like the very first few hours of free agency opening, the last few hours of the trade deadline are the most busy. Um, but we're going to talk about the Jazz. I'm going to do an episode a little later talking about the whole NBA as a whole. I don't know why I said whole twice, but anyway, um, we'll we'll talk about the entire NBA. Um, soon but in today's episode we're just going to talk about the jazz um and to talk about the jazz at this trade deadline we really have to start with what they did this summer um if you listen to the podcast at all if you've been following the jazz you know that the jazz completely tore down the team that they had over the last few years um they made made it into the playoffs many years in a row um looked like they had a team that could possibly challenge for a championship but never were quite able to get over the hump uh they hired danny ainge um they already had justin zanuck uh as part of the organization and they decided it was time to go in a completely different direction uh they hired will hardy as their as their head coach and ended up trading rudy gobert to the minnesota timberwolves for a bunch of players and a bunch of picks. They end up sending Donovan Mitchell to the Cavaliers for three players and a bunch of picks. Sent Boyan Bogdanovich to the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk, and sent Royce O'Neal to the Nets for a first-round pick. The Jazz right now are 26 and 27. They have been basically a 500 team almost the entire season, except for the very beginning of the season when. They just came out of the gate super hot. After that point, they've been about a 500 team. They'll w- w- win one, they'll lose the next one, and so on. Um, so they are right in the play-in mix, but they're also not that far away from if they started to lose a bunch of games, they could all of a sudden be like the sixth or seventh worst record, which could give them a decent chance of getting a very high draft pick in this next year's draft. But also with the right moves and maybe the team figuring each other out a little better, they could be a top six team in the West 
not even be in the play in, be straight into the playoffs. And who knows from there? They're a tough team. Whoever they go against would have a tough time getting rid of them in the playoffs. Now, do they have a team that could win a championship? Probably not. Um, they just don't have those big time superstars that you need to win a title. Uh, and people point to the Pistons, even the Pistons. Ben Wallace was one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Chauncey Billups was a great point guard. Richard Hamilton was a fantastic scorer. And Rasheed Wallace was one of the most versatile big men ever, way ahead of his time as a power forward. Um, but anyway, um, the Jazz are extremely active at this de- deadline right now. Uh, Tony Jones, um, who writes for The Athletic, who's probably the best source when it comes to anything jazz. I think he's got the most inside knowledge of what's going on in the front office. He has said that the Jazz have talked to all 29 teams, all the other 29 teams in the league, um, about different trade scenarios. Um, They have multiple offers on multiple players. Um, The most likely to be traded right now are Jared Vanderbilt, there are a lot of teams trying to get him, and a big reason for that is he's making four million this year, four million next year. Um, he's a super high energy, uh, great defensive player, good rebounder. Still very young. I think he turns twenty four this year. Um, the Jazz are going to try and get a first round pick out of him. Um, there's other scenarios that they could be looking at, maybe swapping him for a different young player that maybe fits positionally better like i know the sixers are interested in him i think uh vanderbilt for matisse thibel straight up swap would be a good idea for the jazz get a wing defender and a point of attack defender in but anyway uh next is malik beasley um there's been a lot of discussions between with the jazz about um vanderbilt beasley together in a trade that would actually be the third time that they've been traded together. They got traded from Denver to Minnesota and from Minnesota to Utah together. So if they get traded together again, that'll be a third time. There apparently was a proposed trade of those two guys to the Knicks for Obi Toppin and Evan Fournier, along with some sort of draft compensation. I don't know if it's first. I don't know if it's like a second. I don't know. Uh, but Obi Toppin's a good young player that, just hasn't gotten much of an opportunity in New York because of Julius Randle. And then Evan Fournier, it would be the Jazz taking on his salary for the Knicks. But he is, you know, he's 6'6", 6'7". He's been a good shooter, you know, almost all of his career. He's been, he's still, he's only 29. So there's got to be something still that he can do to help a team. Um, the Knicks have just kind of more embraced their young guys. Uh. <clears throat> I'd say next most likely would be Mike Conley. Um, I know the Jazz really like Mike Conley. Conley likes being in Utah. His family likes it there. Um, But if the Jazz are offered a first-round pick or a player that they think fits into what they want to do in the future better, they would be willing to move him. I would say he's a lot less likely, though, than Beasley and Vanderbilt. Next is Kelly Olenek. Um, I get, apparently, the Celtics are really interested in bringing him back to them. That's where he started his career. I think he played his first 
seven or eight years with the uh, Boston Celtics, um, and they want more versatile bigs. They want more guys that can do kind of the Al Horford role. I mean, he's definitely not the same defender that Al Horford is, but the passing, the ability to shoot, the smartness on the floor, um, that's what they would like to add. Um, I know the Jazz would really like to get off of Rudy Gay, um, and I would say if a team is offering you a second-round pick for somebody, um, you know, player plus a second-round pick, I would ask that team, like, hey, what if you keep your second and we throw at Rudy Gay? That's what I would be trying to do. I'd be, I really, I do not want to see Rudy Gay on this roster anymore. There's no reason for him to be on the team. There's no reason for him to be even in the locker room, any of that. He gets minutes and it make, it just doesn't work. He needs to go. Um, they've received calls on Jordan Clarkson. Um, but I know the Jazz really like Jordan Clarkson. Um, and he's embraced being in Utah. Um, he's having a really good season, 21 points a game, four rebounds, four assists. Um, and even when he starts to fall off as he gets older, can go back to being a dominant six-man, kind of in that Jamal Crawford type role where Jamal Crawford was a great six man all the way to being like 38 years old. Um, the jazz have basically made everybody available other than Walker Kessler, Larry Markkinen and Ochayak Baji. Uh, Lowry and Walker could seriously be two guys in your front court for the next 10 years. I mean, Larry's 25, Kessler is 21. Um, they could be the future of this Jazz team for a long time as you look to find that number one superstar to put with those guys. Oshai Agbaji um, has shown a lot. He's a very high-energy guy, has a great NBA body. He's got a good three-point shot, um, good defender. Just not sure how good of a player he is. Is he Gary Harris at his top level? Which is a good player. He's a guy that can start on most teams or is a really good off the bench, you know, defender, you know, three-point shooter type guy. Or is he a higher level of player like uh, Mikhail Bridges where he could be like in the defensive player of the year discussions and is solidly a starter on a good team. Um, Jazz, I, you know, they're not sure on that yet, um, but who knows? Also, Taylor Horton Tucker, and more than him, Nikhil Alexander Walker could be involved in these trades. You know, the probably the most prominent rumor that has come out lately with the Jazz is a swap with the Lakers. Now we talked about this in the summer. Uh, but it's come back of the Lakers sending Westbrook and those two first-round picks for a collection of Jazz players. Um, the most common one that I've seen so far is Conley, uh, Beasley, Vanderbilt. Um, honestly, I would be, to get those two seconds, I'd be willing to throw a Linux into that as well. Um, 
Now, the Lakers would have to match with players back, but, I mean, they could do guys that don't play, like Damian Jones, Juan Toscano-Anderson, um, just to make the trade work. And then if the Jazz get Russell Westbrook, they would immediately just buy him out. Um, the main reason for doing this trade is to get those two picks and to get off of future salary for next year so you have tons and tons of cap room going into this next summer um, and just gives you tons of flexibility working with the roster. I like it as an option, but I also think that this Jazz team could make some noise in the playoffs. Again, like I said, I don't think that they could win the finals. Like They just don't have that kind of talent. But I think this is a team that could make it into the second round, maybe even to the conference finals, if you add the right pieces to it. Um. Like I said with Vanderbilt before, Matisse Thibel would be a great guy to add uh, as a, just a great point of attack wing defender. He's not going to give you much on the offensive end, but neither does Vanderbilt. Um, you just got to make sure that you don't play him with other non-shooters on the floor. Um, and that's why he doesn't play a ton of minutes for the Sixers, but his defense is just so good that you got to find minutes for him. and. Uh, I can't remember who was talking about this. It might have been Nate Duncan or Danny LaRue. But um, but Matisse Thibel this year with the Sixers, when he has played over 20 minutes, they have not lost this entire season. Um, now, is that all him? No, of course not. But he definitely has an effect on the game with how great he is on the defensive end as a wing, as a guy that could take on the air team's best guard or, you know, wing. Um, and that's something that the Jazz just don't have on this roster. He's still very young. He is going to be a free agent this summer, so you'd have to re-sign him. But I think if you could get him re-signed back up for, you know, four years, $50 million, so a little over $12 million a year, I would definitely do that. And I think you could get him for less. You could probably do a four-year 32, so $8 million a year. Or maybe it's a shorter-term deal to get him to take a little less money, so it's two-year, 16, or whatever. Um, but that's definitely a route that I would be looking to go into. I like the idea of bringing in Obi Toppin and doing that next pick trade um, and getting a first from them would be nice. They have a bunch in 2023 uh, now would send you into um, the draft with four picks and all of a sudden you can start combining stuff and move up so let's say you do push a little bit forward and you end up with the 17th pick but Minnesota has the 15th and the other picks you get are 21 and 20. Who knows? Hey, you could take like 15 and 17 and move up to 11 or, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden you can take a run at a player that really intrigues you. Um, or, you know, maybe there's a team that wants to get into the first round and all of a sudden, you know, let's look at a team that doesn't have many picks. Uh, like the Bucks, say the Bucks are really intrigued by somebody, they want to get back into the first round. Um, 
also, and you can sell them that 28th pick or whatever it is um, for maybe a couple seconds and one of their players that you like. Um, anyway, all of the stuff that the Jazz can do here is just my hopes is that it gives them even more flexibility while not fully tearing apart the roster. If they do that, that Westbrook deal with the Lakers, you're basically punting on the season. Uh, you've decided that, hey, we're going to develop our young guys. You know, maybe we sneak into playoffs. Who knows? But probably not. But we're going to really focus on developing our young guys and getting ready for future seasons. Um, one guy that I really liked that the Jazz were looking at was Dorian Finney-Smith. But now that the Kyrie Irving trade is official, he cannot be moved um, until this summer. Um, I know the Jazz have been looking at Jalen McDaniels with the Hornets. That would be an intriguing fit. He's going to be a free agent this summer. Um, but he's 6'10", 205, can play the three and the four. Um, has become a much better three-point shooter as he's gone along. Is a good wing defender. And if you play, if you have a starting front court of 7'1", Walker Kessler, 7'0", uh, Larry Markkinen, and 6'10", Jalen McDaniels, uh, going into your future, that they're huge, they can defend, um, and they're young. I think Jalen is going to be 23 or 24 this summer. Um, and so that's that's the route that I'd like to see the Jazz go into. I mean, I really don't want to see Jared Vanderbilt traded, um, but the Jazz feel that he and Walker Kessler can't play together. I would really like to see them try it because I think that they could, but... They're convinced that that's the case, that they can't play together. Plus, they can get value for Jared Vanderbilt now. Um, and who knows, down down the line, as he gets older, or as he gets closer to needing a new contract that isn't as cheap, if they could really get that same value back for him. Um, in closing, I think the Jazz make at least one trade at this deadline. I'm going to say they make two trades. That's my that's my bet. I'm going to say that they make two trades or they trade at least two players. So if it's one trade and it's Vanderbilt and Beasley together or Vanderbilt and Olenek or whatever together, that's, you know, two players. Um, but I would say at least two two members of the Jazz this year get moved. And again, my hopes are that the Jazz create future flexibility for themselves while adding a piece that can help them for this year and for the future. Again, that's why I really do like that Knicks idea with Obi Toppin. Nobody really knows how good Obi Toppin can be in the NBA because Julius Randle's been in, in his way in New York. I think the idea of Walker Kessler, Obi Top, and Lyra Markinen together as a front court is intriguing. Um, you could still go out and pick J pick up Jalen McDaniels in that case too. 
You send Leandro Balmero and one of the first that you, a lesser first, like that first that you're getting from Brooklyn or the Sixers, you could get a guy like Jalen McDaniels, and all of a sudden you've got a core of young frontcourt players to try out and build for the future with. Um, again, trade deadline is Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, I'm in the central time zone now, so I don't even know why I brought up the mountain time zone. Um, but anyway, super excited about what's coming up for the trade deadline. The all-star game's coming up soon, which is in Salt Lake. The first time the Jazz have hosted it since, I think, 96? Might have been even before that. I'm not sure. But anyway, lots coming up. Um, and then there's only a, about 30 games left in the season. And then it it's playoff time. Um, so again, super excited about what's going on in the NBA, especially in these next few days. So I would encourage you to keep track. It's, it's going to be a lot of movement. It's going to be a lot of fun. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day and go Jazz!